0: Among a group of very sophisticated black people, he stood up and said, We've been in a predominantly white church much too long. And he made us go to the Pentecostal church that is now the fastest growing church in all the world. He himself went. To the Baptist Church where he said his members from the United Methodist Church would leave and go. And instead of criticizing, he went to see what's going on down at the Baptist Church. And he asked that pastor to mentor him in the authentic black church tradition. That was the best thing that's happened to me in my life in this church. When Dr. Zion Holmes Jr. said, you can be black and united Methodist. And the Song of Zion hymnal was written. And those of us who were militant were freely militant. And the larger church knew there is something that we gave away that was authentically ours. now the whole world, the whole world, our largest church in Houston, Methodist churches all over the world, white, black, yellow, red, brown, Pentecostal. And they come to us knowing that that has been our gift the world. African American people when they came had walked with God longer than any people on the face of the earth. We went through slavery because we were spiritually rooted in God. You couldn't lie to us about who God was. You couldn't tell us that the Bible says slave be obedient to your master. And we believed it because the God we knew was a deliverer. The God we knew freed those who were oppressed. The God we knew was always on the side of the oppressed, not the oppressor. I just hope that those of us who are left, because now the churches that are growing are truly Pentecostal, because it's always been a Pentecost time, but it's really a Pentecost time now. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I had a pastor, a church of 300, when I left, there were 7,000 because he changed the way we were. We stopped acting white. Jesus, help me up being somebody. And we started acting. African American, and you know what he would do? He would go to the large African American churches because, see, some people are so insecure that they stay little because they don't go nowhere. Oh God, have mercy, help me! me. It's it's hard for me to talk to church people who ain't been nowhere. I've been everywhere, and that just helps. I had a pastor so "You got y'all got to get out of these four walls," and he'd bring the Black United Methodists from Atlanta, Georgia their mega churches and all their education and degrees and their class. And we watch them music like we had never heard before. we watch them with their PhDs fall out and shout shop in the church. we watch them run around the church and they'll find Clothes and jewelry, and we watched them get out of their Bentleys and come in shouting. Let me tell you something: something's been going on in the world for a long time. I've been in Calpack for nearly thirty years, and there was no conference in our church that was left out more than we were on the West Coast. There's a whole nother world of church that I brought with me and took a little church from 40 to 800 on roll and 500 active. I brought it with me. (laughs) I wasn't very popular. I'm surprised at how popular I am now on the West Coast. Shocked me to come back and have such respect that I never had when I was in Compton. It's a new day. And it's been a new day for a long, long time. And I just want to say to you, Pacoma, first, I will not be left behind. And you will not be left behind either. And so I hope we're all getting excited about where God is taking us to. Look at your neighbor and say, It's never too late to change. (coughs) Woo! I'll be 77 next month. Some of y'all, that's a baby. But to me, I'm excited about what I can do that is different from what I'm doing today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I expect it to be better than it's ever been. I'm saying the best is yet to come. And I'm saying to Pacoma first, the best is yet to come. Stop obsessing over who used to be, what used to be, because what used to be don't work no more, and it wasn't working good then. And I will not disappoint God by staying, me staying in the same place that I was many years ago. Take out the word. Let's take a glimpse. Sister Wanda had a song. Did you find it, baby? It's not coming up. I sent it to you off the YouTube. Oh, don't laugh at me. I know all about that. I work all the computers, know all about the YouTube, know all about the latest singers and everything. I'm a pastor. This is today. This ain't yesterday. I got to flow with the Holy Ghost. He ain't back there. He right here. You got to keep up with the times because that's what God does. Somebody say amen. The time when we think the church is all about us is over. The time when you want to see your name is over. There are two names you're going to hear of related to any church. That's God and the pastor. Somebody say amen. Amen. Get your name heard on your job. Get my name heard on my job. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. Let's go to the letter of Paul to the church at Corinth, who was in the shape of the United Methodist Church today. And all of what we used to call the mainline denomination, <coughs> which is now called the sideline denomination. All predominantly Anglo churches. The thing saving American Christianity is the black mega church. We don't talk about it, but there are 20 in the Dallas area, 20 black mega churches in one city alone. That's happening all over the country. There are 200 megachurches in the state of California. It says where God is. Somebody say amen. Be where God is. Be where God is. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This will be brief. I was trying to get the song sung by Nat King Cole. Who knows Nat King Cole? Hey, I love you guys. The title of our sermon, I'll tell you, and then you'll recognize. You got it?
1: Love is a many-splendored thing. It's the April. That only grows in the early spring Love is nature's
0: way of giving It was a giving. quiet atmosphere back then A reason when black folk were in the to church, be living Like this denomination, but they were in the church The golden crown that makes a man take from the world and bring it to the church and it would fit Love was everywhere. In the morning, In the morning mist, two We don't even know what kissed, love is anymore. And the world still, still still.
1: Then your fingers touched my silent heart and taught it how to sing.
0: Oh, God is
1: Yes, True love. True love.
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, black history. Stand as we read 1 Corinthians, verses 12 through 13. And listen now for the word of the Lord. For now, this is for today, we see in a mirror dimly, But then we will see face to face. Now, I know only in part. But then I will know fully. Will understand it better by and by. Even as I have been fully known. And now, today, faith, hope, and love abide. These three and the greatest. Of these is love. You may be seated. The word of God for the people of God. Be to God. Amen. <coughs> Smile at your neighbor and say, neighbor, love, love is a many splendid thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, as I stand before your people on this celebration of African-American black history, I ask now, Lord, that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength, glory to God, and you are my redeemer. Let the church say Amen. 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 Beloved, I'm convinced that if we told the story of how we made it over, that we as a people would be more thankful than we are. I'm convinced that if our children were told the story of how we made it over, they would be stronger and more grateful for what they have. I'm convinced that if we would remind ourselves where the Lord has brought us from as a people, we would not be so depressed and discouraged with our present situations. I'm convinced that if we really realized what the Lord has done for us and how much the Lord has blessed us We'd be so ready to bless somebody else. It's a tragic thing when we suppress the memories of yesterday that will help us move forward in the present and in the future. Our history in this country, beloved, taught us the horror of being hated. And hate is strong. It will sneakily hide its ugly face. Uh, And then it will raise its ugly face again. We took that horror and we created a place of escape. A place where love was evident. Therefore, I just want to uplift the love of God that dwells in the souls of African-American people today. Somebody say amen. In our scripture lesson this morning, we go to the letter of Paul to the... The apostle to the church of Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we and we learn that love is not merely an emotion. That's how children think today. It's not merely an emotion. Emotions come and go. Emotions are temporary. They hit a day and gone tomorrow. One day you in love, next day you divorce. One day you in love, next day you divorce. One day you happy, next minute you sad. Sometime you kissing, next time you all fussy. <laughs> and we say when the emotion is gone, the relationship is over. The devil is a lie. Love is more than an emotion. Love is an exercise. You got to do love. You can't just tell me you love me. You got to do love. I can't just tell you I love you. I got to do love. Love is a strategy. How do I take this hate and turn it? What do I need to do? Do I need, how do I get that frown off of their face? Do I need to smile at them more? Why are they so angry? Do they need a hug? Love is an exercise and a strategy. It's a demonstration of who we really are. It's a demonstration of if we really know God. It's a demonstration of our will. I will love you in spite of you. I will love you not as much today. I'm gonna love you even more tomorrow. I don't love you that much right now, but I still love you. It is a demonstration of the will To build up somebody else. Now, see, we think love is all about us. That's the sickness of It's just we just obsessed with the us thing. It's the sickest sin in the world today. All about us. All about us. All about us. Love is all about the other. And so if you're surrounded by love, you're not going to be left out. Because there are going to be people who you are the other to. Who's going to keep you filled with love? Stop loving yourself so much because love of self does not bring joy. Jesus first, other second, yourself last. What's that? J-O-Y. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, come on now. I can't have no joy until I love the other. Uh-huh. Somebody say amen. I don't matter how it's far. Love is far superior to giftedness and power or possessions because love enables us to fulfill God's command to us. See, the bottom line is, it's not even about me and you. It's about him. It's all about him. What did he say? Who is he? God is love. If I'm created in the image of God, That I ought to know how to act lovingly to the other. Oh, somebody needs to say it. God commands us. He doesn't suggest as Christians to master the strategy and the exercise of loving the other. Now, it's easy to love my family Easy to love my friends. Easy to love the people I know. See, that's the danger of small groups. It just kind of get crazy, because it's easy to love in a small group. The test is, can you love the world? Oh my god, have mercy. Can you love the world? Can you love those around you? Can you love the ones at the supermarket that you don't know? Can you love your boss? Can you love people that you haven't met before? Can you just love because one human being to another human being is a lovable? The scripture took me back to a village that was filled with love. music was different from the music today because music follows the emotion and the reality of the times. The last few years have been chaotic in America. And so we talk about rap music, but that was the music of the time. Our children and young people felt crazy because they lived in a crazy world. They didn't feel love because Christians were not that lovable. Oh, Jesus, help me up in here somebody. Love is about learning to love the other. Help me, help me, help me in here somebody. But we have become so indoctrinated by other cultures. I say that today African American people are still in a Stockholm mentality. Now if you don't know what the Stockholm Syndrome is, look it up when you get home. I'll just tell you a little bit. It's when you start thinking it's okay to identify with your enemy. This this, this song, Love is a Many Splendid Things, was a part of the atmosphere. And so this morning, Paul the apostle reminds the church of Corinth and he reminds us today that God's greatest gift to us is love. I said just this past week, why does this church keep talking about issues? We can't solve no issues on paper. Nothing has ever been solved on paper. Everything in the church ought to be about love, not issues. I don't care how you are coming into my church. I would never put anybody out of the church unless they were acting crazy in God's house. Then they got to go. But to not let somebody in God's house because of the color of their skin or their sexual preference or who they like and who they love and who they sleep with, that is crazy. Even if I don't agree with how you live, Uh doesn't mean I have the right to turn you out. It's all about love. Can I love you and then let God fix you? See, we want to fix folk before they come into the church. That ain't what God told us to do. He didn't even say throw out the pole. He says throw out the net. Do you know what happens when you throw a net out into the world and pull it back in? It got everything in it. Everything. That's what God said. Bring them all in. Stop dividing age and sex and race and pray, crowd. Oh, that's just so crazy. Why can't we all live together in this denomination just by loving each other without questioning what you do? Love is the answer to every issue in humanity. This whole chapter about love has taught us Corinthians and us today three things about the love of God and which they and we are to imitate today. Because what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Just not for some. Oh, my God, can we get over it. But for everyone. I cannot tell you how excited I was to have a home going where there were maybe 200 Hispanic people. I practiced for that home going. I was excited about that. I was excited. I learned some Spanish phrases. But the one thing I learned to say was, I love you. I can't speak your language, but I love you. I don't know your name, but I love you. See, that's a different kind of love. You know, the church don't have that no more. Some of them, because the church is moving on without. Anyway, some churches don't. Those being left behind don't have that kind of love. I'm talking about I love you because you were created. I love you simply because God made you. I don't care what your situation is. I love you because you're here on the face of the earth like me. You ain't got to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't worship a God that says you have to be perfect. All you got to be is a human being who needs to know the Lord in the forgiveness of your sins. I don't care if you're crippled. I don't care if your mind's all messed up. I don't care if you own drugs. I cannot tell you how many people I've loved as a pastor through heroin addiction and all the other addictions that people run to because the church hasn't loved them to hell. And I have watched God. Let me tell you, you bring somebody in a church where the Holy Spirit is active, you'll see healing like you've never seen healing before. Because that's what God does. And I can't tell God how to fix you because I'm so busy with trying to fix myself. You know what, beloved? Sometimes the most critical people are the folks that's done some bad stuff. Sometimes the most critical people have at some point in their life been the nastiest people. I sinned. They made a mistake. I sinned. They good. All of us, none of us, none of us who are Christians can forget that while we were sinners, God loved us while yes, yes. Yes. we were sinners. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. If you don't have love, you are nothing. Corinthians 13 just goes all in because he, he says that, that love is essential. It's something you have to have do you know, that human beings go crazy, die, lose their mind, commit suicide, all kind of things. What I love, do you know they've done experiences with babies and fed them but never touched them? Filled with people who just want to be touched. You know what I'm saying? I have never seen anybody who turned down a hug. They called me in one time and said, You hug everybody, but you can't do that because you know Asians really are not like that. They don't like hugging. I'm going with well, every Asian I hug, they told me not to hug them. I don't know. I tell, I tell them this is more for me than it is for you. I need to hug you. Humanity is humanity, and reaching the unreachable, good God Almighty, is our greatest thing. This message in a nutshell says, Pastor wants us to know and understand that everything in the world will fail, but love. Look at the name; say, love the world. Love. The Bible says, if you speak in tongues, of men and angels won't have love. You are only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Without love, we are empty noise. If you have the gift of prophecy or preaching, you can fathom all mysteries and you know everything. And if you have a faith that can move mountains, but you don't have love, you are nothing. In other words, you can be all that in a bag of chips and some Kool-Aid on the side. <laughs> You can have all kind of stuff. Look good, good. Good job in church every Sunday. Take care of yourself. Smile at people. But know this. You can do all the right things for all the wrong reasons. Come on, come on. Ah. <laughs> that, that's what the church does sometimes. They do, they do the right thing for all the wrong reasons. They'll feed the hungry, but they don't love the hungry. They ain't going to bring them to church, and they ain't going to touch them, and sure ain't going to hug them. The church loves each other. The Bible says we need to grow up. You need to read this whole chapter, because we act like children, just needy. Needy. Somebody asked me the other day, say, do you just, um, have you been? I said, you know what, this is night, this is 2020 has to stop going to people's houses a long time ago. Won't do that no more. You want me to come, you have to invite me. I ain't finna knock on your door. <laughs> some people want me to come see what they got. I don't care. <laughs> some people want me to hold their hands. You grow up, you not a baby. You need to be holding somebody's hand who needs you to hold their hand Who not even in the church. Church folk acting like children needing a pacifier and attention. Did you call my name? No. Did you call my You know churches today by the name of the pastor You know the Bible today, by the name of the prophets that God sent. Ain't no lay people's name up in here. And we stupid enough in this church to be talking about the relationship between lay and clergy. The devil is a lie. Why are we talking about the relationship between clergy and God? The relationship between laity and God. That is a stupid issue. All of them Stupid. that keeps us from loving each other and respecting each other. And stop whining and crying, looking for attention in all the wrong places and doing all the right things for the wrong reason. Yeah, I'm going to work in the church if everybody know it. Then go home. You know, I have a pastor's heart And a pastor's heart is like a parent's heart. Nothing better than for me to see the people I pastor grow and change in the Lord. I want you to just see if you're changing in the Lord. That's a pastor's heart. I will chastise you because I have a pastor's heart. Y'all just babies, if I say something to somebody, they go off like they feelings hurt. Grow up! That's what I'm here to do. I chastise you because I love you. The same reason God chastises me, because he loves me. Why do you chastise your children? Because you love them. If you don't want to be chastised, Look at some preacher on TV who don't do that. I want to challenge us today as African Americans to grow up in the love of God. I want us to understand that we have been blessed. We are survivors. God has brought us up the rough side of the mountain. God has carried us over troubled water. God has led us through the valley of the shadow of death. God has seen us through the storms of life. God has stood up to our enemies and given us the victory. God has wiped our tears away and given us the joy of the Lord as our strength. Glory to God. God has been brought to us. We have a story to tell to the nation. Immigrants coming in. I got something for you immigrant, come over here. I'm gonna hug you and I'm gonna tell you. If you really get in trouble, I'm gonna show you how to do that Underground Railroad because I know about that. I can even tell you how to hide from the popo. <laughs> we so uppity. We forget where we come from. We act like the people who stole this country as if it's ours. Oh, come on. I was in a meeting the other day, and he said, "Where well, everybody's an immigrant. I went, the <laughs> devil is <or> alive. <laughs> you know, brother white man, I love you, but I got to correct you. And I, I do that all the time. I figure if you love them, you will correct them. You can't love them and go along with it. People say, we ain't seen nobody like you, Dr. Waters. You go in and you talk to the white people and you tell them all that stuff and you would think they'd walk out and yet they stay. And they don't don't stay. They pay you. And they just don't pay you. They invite you back. I'm going, because you cannot love your oppressor and not confront your oppressor. That's not love. not love, I want them to go to heaven too. But they can't go without me, cause I'm the ticket. <laughs> you know, loving me is your ticket to heaven. You can't hate me and go, I'm sorry to tell you, but you can't, and I can't hate you and go, and that's what I tell people. Don't ask me about homosexuals and all this other stuff, because if I can love white people, I can love anybody. <laughs> I'm on with it. That ain't my issue. You my issue. That ain't my issue. And if you're not my issue, I don't have no issues. Black people get it right. Get it right. So, as I close, God has shown us His love more than this country or anybody in it. You can be cute before God if you want to. But if it had not been for the Lord who was on black people's side, you tell me, where would we be? We've come this far. And pills and all this white folk stuff, our children are learning, and just crazy. Black people don't cut, <laughs> they don't know the story of suffering. And people didn't cut, they didn't even commit suicide that much and jump off of no buildings. Didn't go off in the woods and cut their throat. They had church. We call it the invisible institution. Because they would slip and have church. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Some. Relieved with the song. I'll Tell you this story that I'm through. You know, we love everything. We just got the thing. I love, I love, I love, I love. And I'm beginning to check myself about that. And that's a hard habit to break because we become so material that we we just love. And we'll use it without shame. We just talk about. You know, love. I love, we love. We love our cars, we love our purses. We love football, we love basketball, we love shoes, we love money, we love television. We love movies, we love houses, we love candy. We love diamonds. We love chocolate. Mm-hmm, yeah, chocolate. We love ice cream. We love movie stars. with my, some people in front of a movie theater some years ago, and I knew we were going to a movie where one of my favorite actors were, and I'm standing outside, and uh, I have to confess this, and I'm standing outside, I blurted out, I love Bruce Lee. <laughs> That's a pretty Asian, ain't he fine? He black, he black. <laughs> I said, shame on me. You know, God will, oof, I don't know what he does to you, but he will spank me in two minutes. I said, shame on me. Because what I should have said, and what I should have hollered out, if I was going to holler out anything in the crowd is, I love the Lord. Yeah. He heard my cry. And he pitied every long No, and I lived." And trouble arrived. To a song. You know, I could have said, I love people. Why did I say that time? I love Bruce Lee. <laughs> I can name some others I love too, but I don't say that. I try not to say that no more. I try not to talk about it. I just love God. That's what I want to talk about. I just love God because I could have said I love people. I do, because I love people. All the people of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in God's sight. I love all the people of the world. Be the love, African-American people. You know, we are a loving We have become God's healers in America. Black songwriter Hezekiah Walker says it like this. And God knows, I hope we're not just keeping this among Pekuima people. But it says to the world, I need you. You know what all these things happen in the world? You don't know who you're going to need. Sometimes I think the people you hate will one day be the people you need. That's why you can't afford to hate nobody. You don't know who's going to be left on this earth in a few years with all the pandemics coming and all the crazy, crazy, crazy. You don't know. Anybody I look at today, I can say, I need you. I need you. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Why don't you just stand with Let's agree on something. Can we agree that God is all-powerful and almighty and everywhere present? Can we agree that God is love? Can we agree that we will put here for each other? I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's family. And now faith, hope, and love abide. But the greatest of these is love. Look at somebody say, love. Tell three people, I love you. Tell another three, I love you. I love you. Look out this way and tell these people over here.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.